What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Extra Special Podcast. On this week's episode of the ES Podcast, I'll be sitting down with Katarina Krishman, who is our coordinator of communications. So Kat has her hand in a lot of different things here at ESP. She is our head graphic design person when it comes to our logos, our programs, any flyers that we have to put out, the clothes and shirts that we wear. She heads up our social media. She heads up most of our marketing efforts. So her job is super important here at ESP, and she does an amazing job of it. So in this episode, I get to sit down and talk with her, and I get to hear kind of how she learned these skills, how she became so adept at all these different things, her journey here to ESP, what it's done to her, how it's affected her, and we even dabble in some of her personal interests, like some of her favorite books, TV shows, movies, and some cool things coming up for ESP. So, really great episode. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Hope that you guys can gain something from it. As always, any likes, shares, comments, subscriptions, reviews are all much more than appreciated. It really means the world um, for me to just be able to see how this thing has grown since the beginning. This is actually the first episode that we're recording with a new mic, so we're breaking new ground, doing new things again, and uh, I'm just super excited for this episode and just everything at ESP going forward. So again, thank y'all for listening and tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy. Peace. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Extra Special Podcast. I am here with Katarina Chrisman. Kat, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, John? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. I know you have a lot to do. Um, and if you could just tell the listeners real quick, what exactly do you do here at ESP? What is your job? What is your job title? Absolutely. I am the coordinator of communications. Um, my title has bounced around a few times. Um, but right now I focus on uh, kind of managing our social media, lots of graphic design, um, some websites, some PR things, and just other random things as they get sprinkled in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sweet, yeah. So what is what is a day in the life for Cat look like? What are what are some some of the maybe some of the projects you're working on right now that we have? That Ooh, on, you know? <laughs> right now I don't know is the the best example because I'm under the uh, the big hearts cloud. The umbrella, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So regular day, probably come in, lots of emails. Um, that's what you want me to spend the next 20 minutes talking yeah, yeah, about, right? Yeah, just talking about how talk fun through emails my, my email mm-hmm. inbox? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so lots of emails. Um, probably there's um, like notes from a branding meeting or um, I've got a bunch of awesome interns. So mm-hmm. usually there's some time checking through emails they're sending. We send out a lot of um, big mass emails to all our awesome list, um, checking social media. Um, so if you ever see me like scrolling through Facebook, I promise I'm not just, you're not just scrolling, scrolling on your phone. Hang <laughs> um, that's probably the worst thing about being in communications is you're usually in a corner on your phone. People assume that you're just like checking like your social they're media, like, like your personal stuff like, or whatever. Chick, she's in a corner on Instagram. Yeah. Like I promise it's worth like, I'm doing, this is my literal <laughs> job that I have to do. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of time in, in like illustrator or in design, um, putting together right now I'm working on the big hearts program. Um, so putting together that big booklet, making sure we've got all the sponsors mentioned, um, or like writing up a video script or something. So it always 
it never ceases to amaze me how you and Peter and Kay, everyone that I've talked to, you guys talk about these things that you do as if they're so easy. And I know you guys are like experts at this and you're just like graphic design and like video. Like how did you acquire these like skills? Is, is this field something that you've just kind of always been interested in, like communications, like design, marketing, or is it just something that you kind of attach to later on in life? Okay, uh, kind of, kind of both. Uh-huh. Um, so I was that person on MySpace when I was like thirteen, who was early. trying to like code my um, like cherries and skull and crossbone mm-hmm. like back background on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I played around with Photoshop a little bit when I was like really young, but I um, when I came to college didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I landed on design for like a hot second and then Mm -hmm. realized that oh no I don't want to do this Um, and so I landed on art history and advertising which don't seem like they go together but they kind of do and so then I got the internship at ESP when I was a junior um, as a PR and special events intern Um, and when I came on as PR and special events there was another intern who was kind of working on design stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but of course social media you have to do a little bit of designing Mm -hmm. um so I kind of got got my feet wet there with doing some graphic design work and then kind of as I continued to like stick around ESP they there kept being more moments to design Mm -hmm. um so I kind of picked up my old photoshop knowledge um and so pretty much everything I've learned with like illustrator and InDesign um and photoshop were just like out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the awesome thing about ESP is that out of necessity, you kind of have to pick up interesting skills. Yeah. Um, and so I already kind of loved designing, but I just would have to Google like, oh my gosh, we can't create a 40 page program in yeah. Word. Uh-huh. Like the, the printing house thinks I'm crazy sending right. over my Word document. So I need to figure out InDesign. Um, so that's how it happened. Sweet. Is that like a, is that stressful at all? Like, literally designing like these things that so many people are going to be looking at and reading through and stuff and just is there any like stress to that because I, I, I feel like I'd be stressed out knowing that so many people are going to be looking at something I helped like create and making sure that it's like the best like quality is that something that kind of um I think it's always very stressful when after the fact someone points out like there was a typo here mistakes on my, mm, I'm like oh my god that's the worst thing yeah, no, um I don't know if anyone's talked to you about Enneagram yet uh but I'm a one which means I'm a perfectionist yeah so I do, I think it, it, design makes sense in that sense for my personality because I want it to be perfect and beautiful. And so I need to make myself, I want it to be perfect yeah. and beautiful. Um, but yeah, of course I'm, I'm upset when people see typos. Um, but I don't think it stresses me out that a lot of people are going to see it because there's always a lot of people involved in the design process. Like, right, okay, yeah, makes sense. I'm talking to a lot of other people about what they want to see and what they like. Um, and honestly, it's kind of fun to know that a lot of people will see things. Like, I got so excited the first time one of my t-shirts that I had spent a long time working on yeah. um, came in. And I was like, oh my God, look at it. it I spent perfect. so much time on it. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I just know that me, I, I get real like antsy like when I create stuff like that. And I just, even like this like podcast right here, I'm so like extra about it. I want to make it kind of like... This would make me so stressed. Yeah. <laughs> this would this would make me so stressed. Talking? Yeah, no. It's, yeah. People, different I people... I had to drag me on here, you know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you were <laughs> the, the most excited about it. But 
Yeah, it's just like everyone reacts to it differently. The good thing is that it's not like on video because I feel like that would yes. take out like ninety percent of the people I've talked to on this yes. because they just don't want to see themselves Absolutely. like on video, and it's easier to um, kind of do it through here for sure. Yeah, what you guys don't know is we're sitting here in our pajamas. That yeah, you know. exactly, footy pajamas and everything. Just just came back from a nice place. But what um what has this population taught you? Because I feel like everyone probably has a different story when it comes to ESP and maybe experience of this population. Some people it's the first time, some people they've been doing it forever. What was your experience with this population before ESPN has it changed at all since you've been Oh my gosh. Um, so I like had interacted two or three times with, um, kind of the special ed department at my school in high school, but I mean, barely. So I didn't really have any experience with people with disabilities and that wasn't my, what I came to ESP for. I was like, right. I just need to tick a box. I need to have an internship. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my God, I think it's big heart season. So that's on the brain. And that was my, everybody seems to have an ESP moment. So mm-hmm. something that really helps it all just like click. Yeah. Um, and so big hearts was definitely my, my, my big, my ESP moment. Um, yeah. and it was actually Emily White was on stage, mm-hmm. um, in a wheelchair and I got to pop in for like 10 seconds, um, right as she was doing her, uh, flag twirling routine. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in the back of the audience being like, Oh my God, she is in a wheelchair and she is doing something that I would literally like, I would impale myself if I tried to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, it clicked and I started crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I walked out and people were like, why are you crying? And I was like, don't look at me. Um, <laughs> But I think it's it's definitely shown me the, just how incredible each person's, each person, any person, whatever their ability, their incredible personalities. Mm-hmm. I think in my head, before I, I came to ESP, I kind of like, all I saw was, dis, was the disability, which I think mm-hmm. is something that ESP is so focused on kind of changing, is helping people see the ability and the personality and the the talents that people with right. disabilities have instead of seeing the disability first. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're never going to completely change that, but I think my perspective there has been so incredibly changed. And I, I, it also really opened up my eyes to, to what the life, what life is like for parents and siblings and both the, the amazing things that, that having a family member with a disability brings, but also, you know, their, their struggles. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that's that's a common thing. I have a lot of friends that don't work in this population, have never worked in this population before. And that theme of what you said, kind of like only noticing the disability, that's a common theme I notice in a lot of people where they, when I talk to them, it doesn't seem like they realize that there are like personalities and emotions and e- anything that a regular person Everything. has. Exactly, all the regular things, they have it as well, but they just have a disability that just makes their life a little bit different than us. And that's fine, yes. but so many people... I don't know that they recognize that that's a whole human that has thoughts, feelings, emotions, hobbies, likes, dislikes, all there. And it's just, it's there, it's present. You just have to get to know them a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Um, and from like a, you know, the, the front facing PR side of things, mm-hmm. um, I'm super aware of words now. Oh yeah. Like verbiage and, you know, I, I always knew you weren't supposed to use the R word. Oh yes, absolutely. But now I like, when I hear it, I like really have this visceral reaction where I'm like, why are you Cringe, saying that? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and things like person first language now I'm way more aware of that as well, which I think is something that interns who, who come through the doors, like it's something they will take with them for years and years and years, mm-hmm. just the, you know, six months that they spent with ESP, they will always be, um, 
cognizant of how to how to speak about yeah. and to people with disabilities. So I think that's another cool thing about ESP. Yeah, it'll change. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like six months, a week, one NKA event of volunteer, and you can't come to an ESP event and then leave like not being like affected or impacted. Like you're going to learn new things about this population, whether it's your first time working with them or you've done it before. You just learn little things like that. Like I mean. Even like the R, like you said, like I signed like a campaign on that, like in high school. And like, I just kind of, I did at the time because I was like, I probably shouldn't say that word, but I wasn't thinking so actively about it, but yes. you actually work with these people and then you see like how language can affect them and how words can yes. hurt. And it just really, like you kind of go through the motions like I did when I signed the banner, but I actually work with them now. And I'm just like, yeah, I see it's really not a good thing to it's say really, that. It yeah. really ingrains it kind of inside you just being here and seeing these people. And there's so many people that it, the word affects, it's not just the person with a disability, it's right. their family and it's the message that you're sending that says like, I know this hurts you, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, how can, how can you not care? It's so easy to not say a word, which... It's anyway, language, yeah. You have a hundred percent control. Going down a rabbit hole yeah, there. <laughs> for sure. Um, on a on a lighter note, what what do you see in ESP that kind of separates us from maybe other organizations you've worked for? Not, not even with this population, just in general, like culture wise, family wise. Um, do you see any like main differences between ESP and different places? Because I see a few myself just working here. Um. So. <laughs> This is my first intern. This was my first internship, my first job. So I, yeah, so I, as I said, thought I needed to tick off a box and got lucky that my, the person who was managing me moved on to another position right before the summer. And so Laura asked me to just like stick around for the summer. And then she asked me. This was one of your very first things that you did professionally. Okay. I was a nanny and I was a uh, waitress. Uh, and that's all I've ever done before ESP. I, you know, was involved with heavily involved with student organizations, but yeah. um, I'd say this ESP feels much more like a student organization than a job in the sense that everyone is kind of here. Obviously, we're all here by necessity, partially, but like by choice, and everyone has like passion and like such personal conviction. And I, I imagine that that's not the same feeling that you have at other jobs where it just like you like you breathe ESP and it kind of bleeds into every other part of your life mm-hmm. um, in a way that I feel like probably other jobs don't. Um, and it's a good thing because it's it's our family's community. It's our participants' community. It's where they feel like they get to be themselves and belong mm-hmm. and be totally loved and understood. And so it makes sense that a place like that wouldn't just feel like an everyday clock-in, clock-out job. Right. Yeah, we're dealing with actual, like, people here. I feel like it's easy to not be as invested if you're just working, like, if you're dealing with, like, five, not discounting anyone who works these jobs, if you're just, like, filing papers or doing stuff where you're not really working directly with people, it's easy to not be, like, as invested or have, like, a personal, like you said, conviction to it, but we we see the people that we're dealing with. We're helping them, and, like, we see them every day, and they become, like, your family, so it's... I don't think you can, like, work here and not, like, be all in, like, all yes, the way. Yes, absolutely, yeah. You, you're you in or you're out. There's mm-hmm. no kind of, like, middle ground, which yeah. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something I don't... I've, I've worked... I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I've worked a good amount of jobs in my life. This might be sixth or seventh I've had, and I... I have not seen this level of like buy-in and like commitment in other places. Like you said, other places, people are just punching in and punching yes. out, waiting on that paycheck. And that's kind of all that they're there for. And here, the, the reason why or why behind we're doing it is so different. Right outside the door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We right see them. We get to see them every day. Even on days like this where it's not as bright and sunny, literally outside, it's a stormy day today, but like we're all so here. Gross. Yeah. 
Yucky today today. These are the days I don't, I, I hate driving in and making that commute from Camp Rick. Yes. It's just so, <laughs> it's such a drag. I could barely see on the road today, but oh, no. it makes it fine, like, once you get here. It'd be, if I, if I was driving through that rain going to any old job that I used to have, it would, it would suck. I'd be like, man, I have to, I'm about to go clock eight hours at a place I don't really like, but I need the money, so I'm going to go. But, like, when I'm driving through the rain coming to ESP, it, as cheesy as it sounds, it doesn't feel as bad. It doesn't feel yes. as no, bad No, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's something that people... I think we're very lucky that we get to see what, what we're doing every day. I think it would be hard in, like, an agency setting or something mm-hmm. to send off work into the abyss and not know, know what you're... Um, what you're what you're doing yeah like the fruits of your labor you don't see them you might see them like weeks or like months down the road you might like report like an email like on status update but here you can help somebody out and then you literally like see them like a couple days later maybe like the same day like hey what's up like it's yeah it's totally different for sure what does arts work what does katarina (laughs) do um when she is not doing an amazing job with our communications and our marketing here at esp what does cat do when cat is being cat outside of esp um, I really like to hike and, like, be outside. Um, I love kayaking. I I went to camp as a kid, so I, okay. I definitely, that part of ESP speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, vision for Camp Ray, I'm like, oh, yeah, camp was awesome. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of bled into, like, I love to still do some, some outdoor things, and I hike as often as I can. Um, and I really like to read and be creative on my own time. Um... Not as much as I think I would be if I didn't work at ESP and do mm-hmm. design and stuff, but I do occasionally like draw and paint. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. And I really love to bake. Um, what is what is your go to dish if you had to bake something? So it? I've spent the last like four or five months. Remember how I said I was a perfectionist, mm-hmm. perfecting my chocolate chip cookie recipe. One Indeed. recipe, five to six months. Oh man, that's well. So every time we we tailgated this season, and so okay. every time we went to the tailgate, I brought the chocolate chip cookie recipe, and I kind of tweaked it a tiny bit. Oh, every so you make a little changes along the way. Yeah, it was like too much butter, not enough butter, a mm. little more flour, a little less. So we've we've got it down. It's a brown butter uh, chocolate chip cookie with flaky sea salt. Um, okay. The trick, definitely some brown sugar in there. Lots of brown sugar in there. There you go. Um, but yeah, so baking, and obviously I like to watch TV. Outdoors and stuff. Do you have any shows that you're watching right now? Maybe like ongoing or episodic or... So I just finished Jane the Virgin, um, okay. and so I'm definitely like in my, my TV show lull. It's very upsetting. Um, I think my, one of my favorite TV shows, uh, was Turn, that was on AMC. Hmm. It was about, um, spies during the Revolutionary War. Ooh. So good. I was gonna say, it actually sounds pretty interesting. It was so good, and I love love a um a good art history major so i love history um so i love any good historical tv show that's really well done and well thought out mm-hmm. i was gonna ask if you were a, a you person that was the, the the hottest show out and i don't know if you had started so it yet. i i'm terrible i always read the ending of books <laughs> so i watched the very last episode of you oh, like man. two or three weeks ago the last one that's on yeah. netflix because just because i was like is this gonna be worth my time <laughs> Um, it does look interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually like a mystery suspense type person, though, so I don't know if I'll ever watch it. You more of um, just like drama? Or... Yeah. Oh, I love drama and comedy and mm-hmm. um, like anything, anything that feels like 
monumental and historical mm-hmm. is always so i obviously loved game of thrones oh yeah i was gonna um, ask about that that was one of the biggest shows I, yes i was late getting onto thrones i hopped on really late along really the bandwagon. um literally when the eighth season was on tv is when oh i started my God. yeah and it's because of the the hoopla around and everybody talking about it i did not want to be out the loop and i think it was the battle of winterfell i think it was third episode season yep. eight and that was like like the top six uh, trending topics on Twitter were all people debating that and how yep. bad it was. I was like, that this battle for whatever it was for couldn't have been that bad. So I was like, you know what? Let me start this. And I was the same way with Walking Dead. I was like, there's like nine seasons. It's going to take me too long. I shouldn't start it. But this one, I was like, it's one of the biggest shows ever. Yes. Huge following. I should see what the, what the hullabaloo is about. So I yes. started it and I honestly finished it within like might have been like less than a month. Like it was like, like weeks. Like I just like binged it like whenever I had the time. Yep. And I got caught up and I was like, Yes, I see why people are saying this battle is not what it was supposed to be because they were absolutely right. Yes. It was not how it was supposed to be. Left yes. a lot of things to be desired in that one. Uh, yeah, no, I think I got started with Game of Thrones four or five seasons in. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think I like started it during finals one year. Yeah, yeah. Bad move. That's, that's, that's the best time to start starting uh, a TV show. Watched a lot of TV like in the library while I was supposed to be studying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, I love Game of Thrones. Uh, and Chernobyl that came on after it. Mm. Ooh, so I heard good. nothing but like great. Incredible, about that. so well done. See if they could just constantly put out Chernobyl, that is all I would do. Just mm-hmm. watch Chernobyl. And is it is shows. it still interesting even if you know about? Because I I I did a little bit of research on Chernobyl just so I thought it was like super interesting. Is it still good even if you kind of know like the story? Like, yes. Is it? It's the it's the the way that they're able to use sound and mm. like the pacing that you have this visceral reaction that you're supposed, like, that you kind of imagine they had, the people experiencing Chernobyl. And so that's what's so incredible is, like, you kind of feel, like, that stress and the the emotional... The same unsettling feelings. Yeah, you get the emotional payout that they really are are working for. Um, So, yeah, you you could be so well-versed and it would still be incredible. I'm going to have to check that one out. What about what about books? You said you're you're a big book person. Do you have any books that you would suggest to our listeners that you've listened or that you've read? Oh gosh. Um so I like a lady um like historical TV show and I like a really crappy book. I'm really talking crappy book. Yeah, like really trashy, uh not okay. well written. I have an Amazon um Kindle Unlimited subscription, so okay. I can just read as many books as I want. Yeah, as many as I want. Um so I don't have a lot of really good books. <laughs> in my uh stack it's just stuff that i can like tear through in four hours yeah um but the last book that i read that i really liked was a book called uh three daughters Mm -hmm. and so it kind of travels across um three generations in the middle east Mm -hmm. uh, in pakistan i think it's pakistan i finished this a few months a few weeks ago so i'm i'm a little fuzzy but um yeah so it starts in like the 1800s and then you kind of see the the fall of the british in in the Middle East and kind of the rise of other regimes and then um, through the eyes of these three generations of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very interesting perspective. Um, so I really enjoyed that book, but I read one of those like every few months and scatter between it a bunch of things that are just kind of like you can kind of like turn your brain off. and Yeah, and go into that world. I, yeah, I was such a huge reader when I was younger and I honestly fell off a bit when I got like, I mean, honestly, like college. Like college. High school, I just like fell off a bit because I was honestly probably just reading other things that I've read like You're doing so class. much reading, yeah. Yeah, and it's not it's reading like just for fun is something that I haven't like done in a while. And I'm trying to like get back into it because it really is like relaxing like you said. Mm-hmm. Like instead of I mean just sitting like on your phone and just like frying your brain just like in a room staring at a screen, you can actually just like 
shut out the world and just kind of immerse yourself in the book and the story, and especially the stories that you're reading that are kind of rooted in like history and all that. It's probably super fun to read. Yes. You feel like you're going all these different places and all these different settings. Yeah, I want I want to get back into it soon. Maybe I'll show. What's the name of the book? Three, three daughters. Three daughters. Three daughters. I might yeah. be the one that I need to check out next. I was gonna reread the Harry Potter series. I've reread so many times. What's your house? Hufflepuff. Big okay. Hufflepuff guy. Ravenclaw. Yeah, I, I, I see that. <laughs> Thank you. I, that was, that. I appreciate it. I, I like when people tell me I'm a Ravenclaw. Yeah. If you said Slytherin, I would be a little hurt. I get a little hurt just admitting I'm a Hufflepuff. People that don't really know about Harry Potter always assume Hufflepuff is like the like like the wimpy house or whatever. Yeah. I think just because the name Hufflepuff, it just doesn't sound like tough. Well, they talk about them being kind yeah, and helpers yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. but that, that's an awesome thing for people to aspire to. Yeah. So I like all the houses except for Slytherin. Their, their values are a little... Yeah, a little jaded, like cunning and like yeah. doing whatever it takes well, to win and stuff like that. It's like, ah, yeah. I think J.K. Rowling kind of set us up to not like Slytherin. She kind of stuck all the crappy people in one house. Yeah, if you're like all like the dark wizards and stuff like that, pretty much like the serial killers of like the yes. wizarding world are all of like coming from one house and no one has ever come from like on the other houses. It's like, yeah, those are the they bad need to guys. have a They need to have a solid uh, rebranding campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Um, I don't want to keep it too long, Kat. I know you're super busy. Do you have anything that you want to leave off with the listeners? Um, any We kind of already talked about books and movies to check out, but anything that you want to leave off with the listeners? Any final words? Any upcoming great things that ESP has going on? Anything like that you want to leave off with them? Well, upcoming great things. Of course, I'm going to talk about Big Hearts. As I said, it was my, you know, it was my moment of, of making ESP click. So I think it's fun for everybody, and it's a good it's a good way to um, get introduced to ESP. It's a good way for anyone to get introduced. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're putting a lot of time and effort into it. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, spend a long time looking at that program. Don't throw it out in front of me. I know they get thrown out, but just like don't let me know that it gets thrown out. Just can't let you see it. Yeah. Um, and buy a t shirt. They're going to be cool. Sweet. There we go. <laughs> Kat, thanks so much for joining this episode of the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. <laughs> if you're listening to this you have just finished another episode of the extra special podcast and if you have i want to say thank you thank you so much for tuning in to another episode thanks so much for any likes shares subscriptions comments anything that you've ever provided it really means a lot and I hope that you were able to enjoy the conversation that me and Katarina had. I think that it was a really good one. I think we were able to learn more about her as a person with some of her interests and hobbies and also kind of the culture of ESP, touching on that a little bit and what it can do for people and her journey here, you know, all the good stuff. So I think it was a really great episode. And I want to end off again with another quote of the week. This one is coming from Mother Teresa. This quote says, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Again, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Now, that's saying that any one person on their own by themselves cannot change the world, but you can do one action or make one decision that can create a bunch of, in this quote, they use the word ripples to create a lot of ripples, but that can be seen, let's say, in Kat's job, for example. You know, she's 
making a, a post on our social media and maybe she makes a, a really well worded a really vibrant post that gets people excited about ESP maybe the right person sees that and they have a, a child with a disability they never knew about ESP or maybe it's somebody that wants to come work and volunteer and help out maybe it's somebody that wants to come donate some equipment or some clothes or anything like that you know just one person can see everything that we do here from ESP and that's all stemming from that one decision that Kat made you know Kat is not changing the whole world every with every decision she makes obviously she's one person but with the great work that she does she's she can affect a lot of people so yeah you know uh, I think I think that quote really fits like I said I alone cannot change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples again the idea that you don't have to change the world all by yourself you can do one small action that can hopefully affect other people and and show them the right side so I think that's a really powerful quote. I think it goes along with this week's episode of the podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and giving me any likes or shares or subscriptions, anything like that. It all means the world to me. I really appreciate it. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right, peace.